the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hello. Greetings to you. Welcome to the Thursday edition. Things are good here. Things are just fine. Very busy day. Kath? Sure is. It's, it's a sad day to me. A sad day. We're bidding goodbye to our producer, Christy Stockdale, today. And I... Almost feel like it's not the will of God. What? That's how strongly I feel about it. No, see, I, no, I'm kidding. Of course, I don't feel that way. No, no, yeah, we have. But followed. I have deep emotional ties. Yeah, so do we. I mean, Christy's been with us what? 10, For, 11 years. No, feel. Am uh, I even that old? No. How well, long? How long? How long you been with us? Um, fourteen months. Fourteen months. We've had a heck of a journey in 14 we months. Have yes, we have had a good time we in sure 15 have. months, and we're super sad we are really to say sad. goodbye to her. And we're going to devote the last half hour of the show to some things regarding Christy's, Christy's, Christy's tenure with us. Mm-hmm. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Some okay. things that she's unaware of right. as of right now. Th- nothing, nothing too surprising. Mm. I mean, I, but we are now broadcasting from the Christy Stockdale Memorial Studios. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tops. Not so sad. <laughs> That's, that'll be tomorrow. Let her kick in. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. I mean, you worked really close with someone, and then, you know, here's Christy has a great opportunity at, at something brand new that's going to change your life forever, and super excited, but at the same time, like, really? She's leaving? I know. Okay, all right. Okay. I just thought that just out of her devotion to us, she'd do both jobs. And somehow she was unwilling to do that, or, like her new job and this job, and she she wasn't interested, which I think is sad. I mean, the opportunity is fabulous, but I was hoping she would turn it down and just say, no, I need to just stay here. Right. Only kidding. Yeah. Hang out with you guys from four to six. <laughs> yep, until you're 30. <laughs> anyway, so we will. We are uh, missing re- you we're, already. We're, we're, we're missing Christy already, mm-hmm. and we are going to be um, returning to this topic as the show goes on this afternoon. We surely will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, um, uh, is it today? Uh, oh, yeah. Today's National Banana Split Day. Which I'm excited about. Uh, at 5.50 this afternoon, I think it's going to be a topic of conversation. Oh, okay. Which I'm very excited After for. After Christy. Uh, well, it, yeah. We might just, might just go right by that. We might. We might be all choked up. Or we might be talking to Christy about tiles. banana splits. Okay. Very you know nice. what? That could happen also. <clears throat> Pro-banana split, anti-banana split. Um, are you asking me? I am. I feel pro about it, though I would rather skip the strawberry and pineapple no, and just no, go why? bananas and chocolate. No, 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 no. It's all part of it. No. And Christy, I definitely hate whipped cream. You know that. Then you don't want a banana split, girl. Okay? Christy, I, pro banana split? I am pro banana split with Boom. all of it. Immediately. All of it. Give See, me all of it. See, that's a lot going on. That's why it's the banana split. I know, but. One banana, two banana, three banana, four. <laughs> Five banana, six banana, open up the door. Nah, nah, nah. Remember that song? I've never heard that song. What? No. <laughs> Isn't it great to be here? 
You no. guys, I'm no. going to miss this. I was talking to somebody today who's a listener to the program, and she said, I, this is, this is very sweet. She said, I cannot wait until your show comes on because even if I've had a terrible day, as soon as four, the four o'clock news is over, I'm going to laugh. Okay. Maybe. Um, we're not trying to. I mean, are we? Well, yeah, we are. I hope we're trying. I don't know. I'm just going to be me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which can be funny. For better or worse. Depending on how you look at it. All right. Enough of that. Um, but I would like a banana split. Seriously. When's the last time you had one? Because I just, I'm kind of like obsessed uh, by this. Okay. I so I had you. part of one probably oh, five years ago at the beach. Okay. My daughter had it, and, and it was too large. Mm-hmm. It was at this. Uh, it was at Ocean Grove, New Jersey, uh, a little place on the corner. Uh, who, who's I can't think of what it was called. It was is a great little place, and it was enormous. Mm-hmm. And she needed assistance, and Excellent. I was just trying to Jumping be in there. a parent who cares. Give me the second spoon, Christy. Last banana split. Years, I can't even tell you. Me too. I couldn't tell you. When I was a schoolboy, my Aunt Patsy would take me to church. And if I was a good boy at church, she would take me to the village dairy. And I had a choice between lunch or banana split. What are you kidding me? I was a very good boy. That's right. And I got the banana split every Sunday. Did you ever choose lunch? Never. No. There were times, though, that I was not a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) And that banana split... That's not a surprise just either one of right us. just right by the way. It's just the way it is. All right, so the news uh, is upon us, it seems. Uh, without further ado, Kath, and news headlines, please give us the top four at four. For Thursday, August 25th, mm. 2022, mm. the last day Christy Sockdell is our producer. We salute you, We Christy. salute you. Number one, President Biden's plan to forgive between $10,000 and $20,000 of student loan debt for borrowers making less than $125,000 a year has incurred criticism from Republicans, some economists, and even some in his own party. According to CBS News, the plan will benefit up to 43 million Americans, wiping out billions of dollars of student loan debt. But critics argue it will contribute to already high inflation it does nothing to help low-income people who never attended college is unfair to people who already paid off their student debt and does not address the underlying cost of college and even could be struck down by the courts i'm waiting for the mortgage forgiveness program. yeah exactly i'm Wouldn't looking that, for that that'd be nice number two NASA scientists are gearing up for the world's first mission, testing planetary defense, and you can watch it. The space agency's double asteroid redirection test, or DART, will test technology to defend our planet against future asteroids and comets by deliberately crashing into an asteroid, one which doesn't pose us any threat, at 15,000 miles per hour. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Look at Diane. Yeah. Oh, here comes Diane. The goal of the test, John, is to provide that a spacecraft can navigate to a specific asteroid and purposefully crash into it, disintegrating on impact and changing the object's speed and path so as to protect, as I said, Earth from that. NASA plans, though, to stream the entire event on September 26th, and you can watch it on its website or on social media. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern on Impact Day. That's what they are calling September 26th. Um, astronomers currently estimate there are about 25,000 near-Earth asteroids that are 500 feet or larger in size. <laughs> That's super cool, isn't it? Mm-hmm, really is. I love it. Thank you to CBS News for that. Number three, thousands of drivers in Pennsylvania could now be at greater risk of getting pulled over by police, and this could be you, John, all because of the frame around your license plate. Oh, I like that frame. A state appellate court ruled this week and affirmed the right of police officers to stop you if any part of your license plate is obscured. Any part. That's not just your letters and numbers, right? It's any lettering, including the visitpa.com URL or anything, including the paint 
around it. Come on. Yep. It's just like an excuse to stop somebody. It's true. Critics argue the decision by a three-judge Superior Court panel raises concerns about racial bias. I'm not sure. What could racial bias have to do with that? Anyway. Because you can pull somebody over. And other potential abuses of power. And number four... You know how you drop your remote in the cushions? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's the remote, you guys? Well, if that's true for you, be careful. Because according to UPI, firefighters in Britain conducted an unusual rescue when a caller reported a man who needed help extracting his hand from his sofa. And that is your top four at four. What was What's the deal with the hand? So he went to get his, get his remote, remote and could not get his hand out of his sofa. Did he get stuck on uh-huh. like a spring or? Uh, details were not given, um, but uh, there was a Facebook post that a crew responded, quote, to a report of a male with his hand trapped in a sofa. The post said the firefighters were happily able to help the man extract his hand. He was not seriously injured, but did sustain, quote, slight reddening. Slight red. It isn't just fires, said firefighter Gavin Wilson. I am pleased we were able to help the male without hurting him further or damaging his couch. Let us all help the mail. Let right? us help the mail. All right. That's a very weird you story. You don't want to be that guy, do you? Uh, no, I do not. No. Mm-mm. No. If my hand got stuck, I wouldn't call the fire department. You'd call like... Who would you call? Me. Cheeky. <laughs> yeah, right. Come help me, please. <laughs> help <Yeah>. the mail. <laughs> please. I need some help. All right. Jerry Boyer is up next. Student loan forgiveness. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. We are all called to run the race of life as spiritual athletes. You are called to be a spiritual athlete. Wherefore, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run. So let me tell you how to run like a champion. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, Champions of Faith, this month on Love Worth Finding. This morning at 5 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. You've already heard a lot about the exceptional retirement lifestyles available at St. Barnabas. Here's what you might not know. St. Barnabas is a Christian organization that dates back to 1900. That's when Episcopal monks started the tradition of taking care of those who had no ability to do it themselves. Sure, the campus may have changed a bit over the years, but the mindset is still the same. Think about it. Luxury retirement with like-minded people. Now that's an easy decision. Call St. Barnabas, 724-443-0700. My pillow's having their biggest sheet sale of the year. Hey, this is John Hall. You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Glendell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but is now only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. In marriage, life has a way of pulling you apart. But Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway helps you come back together. Hey. Hey. (laughs) 
Join us in Pittsburgh, September 23rd through the 25th, or in Akron, October 14th through the 16th. Brought us a lot closer together. Register today and save 50% through September 19th at WeekendToRemember.com. Pitt Cycles is proud to be the new home of BMW Motorcycles. This is John Steigerwald, and to celebrate, I'll be live on location September 1st for the grand opening of their newly redesigned BMW showroom. Join me 4 to 6 p.m. Check out the exciting BMW lineup with lots more on the way. Then stick around for the live broadcast of the John Steigerwald Show at 5. It's all happening September 1st at Pitt Cycles in Warrendale next to Jurgles. Details at PittCycles.com. Pitt Cycles! All right, President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Everyone's got an opinion about it. Jerry Boyer is back with us again. Jerry's a regular guest on our show. He is the host of the podcast Meeting of Minds, author of Maker, the Maker versus the Takers, What Jesus Really Said About Social Justice and Economics. Hey, Jer, as always a pleasure. Hey, Thanks so much. My pleasure. Yeah. Nice to see you, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Nice to see you, Kathy. When you graduated from uh, Robert Morris, I believe that's where you went for your undergrad. Am I right about that? I did. Did you have student Duquesne and then finished out at uh, Robert Morris? Did you have student debt? Uh, a little, not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Morris wasn't a very expensive school, but I had some debt. Okay, um, and paid it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an, I was an accounting major, so I could get a job in accounting and finance. It was highly in demand, so I had a decent salary, so I was able to pay it off. What about your kids who chose to go to school? Did any of them? None of them. Um, we have seven kids. Wow. We um, left it up to them. Mm-hmm. We never did the, well, you're, we're middle class, so you have to go to college. Mm-hmm. We never did the, you've got to do this whether you want to or not, so that we don't have the embarrassment at a dinner party of someone saying, where do your kids go? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, saying to work. Uh, rather than naming a particular institution. And they all decided that um, they weren't going to uh, go to college. And it's interesting. They actually wrote a book about it um, that the three oldest um, called, uh, you know, what was it? Why we didn't go to college. And it was serialized in at Forbes.com. Cool. So what I told them is I said, if you write a book about this and you're out there in the, in the marketplace, someone says, why didn't you go to, why don't I see college on this resume? Um, I'd say, Give them the book, hmm. you know, say we took this seriously enough that we were willing to analyze it. We we're, anal- we're willing to analyze the promises that were being made by institutions. Like it's very common for colleges um, in marketing departments. Now, they don't call them marketing uh, departments, right? Um, it's it's acceptance. But <laughs> they're out there to get more customers sure. for them to say, well, there's this statistic that you make an, that people who go to college make a million dollars a year more than people who don't go to college. Wow. Which is a, That's it's not, not really backed up. It's a suspiciously round number. That doesn't I even make any sense. And yeah. no, it doesn't. Um, and of course, you're, if you're going to glom together chemical engineers with, um, you know, uh, gender studies majors, then uh, maybe you'll get, su- you know, somewhere that the chemical engineers will like raise the average or something like that. But don't use that to sell that to somebody who's going to a party school and studying basket weaving. Yeah. Um, so I can tell you what, what they did is, when they needed to learn something, they went on Udemy or Udacity or Coursera mm-hmm. and took the courses. Hmm. And Coursera is interesting because you take the actual courses from universities. But if you don't care about the credits, 
you can you can get a, what in essence what is a major in data science, which my son Jeremy did, and so did uh, my daughter Mercy um, from USC in one case, um, and Johns Hopkins in the other case for something like a thousand dollars. Wow, is that um, right? It's, and it's the same content, and you get the certificate. You learned it. Uh, but it's not the magic of that credential. So for a long time, I started writing about the college bubble back in 2008. For a long time, we've been sort of college skeptical. Not all colleges. There's good colleges, and a lot of people should go to college. But the idea that automatically, every, if you're middle class, or even if you're not middle class, just automatically, you're a bad parent if you don't force your kids and pressure your kids to go to college. And to get into the best school you can, which means the most expensive school, regardless of whether the worldview undermines your own worldview and regardless of what the price tag is, uh, seems to me to be an unwise decision. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess the push to, for de- debt forgiveness in some ways inadvertently vindicates that. I mean, if, if, this de- if these debts are such a terrible, yep. terrible burden. Then it wasn't, a pretty, it wasn't any good deal to, to start college, with. have to bail out those kids who did go to college. Well, then I guess it wasn't worth it, was it? No. Okay, so the Biden administration saying, okay, uh, our program will benefit some 43 million people to the tune of $1.6 trillion in debt. That's a heck of a lot of money. Yes, it is. It's added debt. Um, to me, the thing that I'm most worried about is what it does in terms of our political culture, because this is not going to be a one and done. Hmm. Susan just handed me a note. Did I say $1 million per year? Um, added added income. It's one million dollars over year. Oh, over right, the aggregate. All right, all right. Um, so I'm sorry. What was the what was the question again? Yeah, we we were just talking about you know one point uh, uh, one point six oh, trillion big, dollars in debt. How big this is? Yeah. How big this debt? I, I three hundred billion dollars over ten years is about one percent um, GDP. About one percent like money supply growth. So the idea that this is going to be – I'm seeing conservatives out there saying this is going to be hyperinflationary. No, it's not. The, the, that number is not that big. Yeah. That that number over 10 years is not that big. And the student loan debt number is not that big. At $1.4 trillion, yeah, it's got a trillion in front of it. But with a $30 trillion economy, really bigger if you count you know, the production cycle, um, that it's not that that number is macroeconomically significant. It's more that there's a cultural problem. And one of, one of part of that problem is – we tell kids you've got to go to school. So a lot of them go in, they go, they study something that they're not going to work in. And that means they spend their 20s as baristas, you know, searching, you know, for them, their true selves. Yeah. And we tend to not send kids into apprenticeship programs and things working with your hands. So we have an undersupply of certain occupations uh, uh, and an oversupply of certain majors. And that really messes these kids up. Mm-hmm. It's really not fair to them. And the debt forgiveness is a problem, I think, because this isn't going to be a one and done. This is a new precedent for the Democrats. And since the Republicans are just the Democrats, you know, with a 10 year lag, there's going to be a bidding war about, you know, having like another. Well, we we wrote off those previous debts. Uh, Well, these uh, these new debts are just as as burdensome. So let's have another write off Hmm. and let's have a bigger write off. So we've now created a precedent in our rule of law and our, in our economics, that college debts are not really debts. They're negotiations that you have with the debt service agencies, and you never know when a politician's going to buy votes by just simply, simply writing those off. Interesting. So then this is not necessarily an economic issue. It's, um, it's more of a political issue. Yes, it's a political issue, and it's a cultural issue. Um, and it also isn't getting at the root of the problem. 
Because, again, I, gr- I agree that student debt is a huge problem. I've been writing about this, again, since 2008. When I was doing speeches in 2008, people said we had a housing bubble that crashed. What's the next bubble? And I said college. Mm-hmm. And they said, you're crazy. You know, you, everyone has to go to college and it's always worth it. It's like, OK, you know, wait and see. Um, so the, the, that problem still exists. The issue isn't the debt. The issue is the system that ensnared these kids in debt right. by pressuring them to go, by subsidizing it in, uh, in ways that are misleading um, and by selling in a misleading way an asset that's not worth generally what, what it's portrayed as. That creates a huge misallocation. They call it a jobs mismatch. No welders, too many art history majors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that is bad for the economy, but it's much worse for the kids who early on get told, if you're a welder, you're a nobody. Right, right. But if you're a college grad who's driving an Uber or blogging for free, you're still a somebody. Um, and that really that, that that gets them off to a bad start. Right. Also, when you look at the universities, I mean, look at here in the city of Pittsburgh, Jerry. I mean, Oakland has been overrun by the behemoths of the University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon University. I mean, every square inch of Oakland, which used to be, you know, sort of a blue collar working class town, uh, is now owned by the universities. And it's surprising to drive into the university towns and just see growth after growth. I mean, new building after new building. It continues continues on unabated does the bubble ever burst well, on universities well, and yeah, when it I, does. Me, and by the way doesn't that look like a bubble i'm sorry kathy go ahead oh i was just gonna say when i drive into oakland all i see at the top of all those buildings to me is tuition 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 i mean if tuition keeps going up at the rate it is for the university of pittsburgh i mean what the conclusion i'm going to draw is that it's going into all the buildings i see going up all around i'm sorry jerry go ahead no, no, it's fine. And University of Pittsburgh is not a very expensive school. Right. Right. Compared, you know, it's probably, you know, behind the pack in terms of being, you know, a high affordability. Expense school. But yeah, that's tuition and it's federal grants um, and it's federal loans. And now it's taxpayers directly because the kids borrowed and paid. And now the taxpayers are essentially writing that off. So so the taxpayers paid for all that construction. I don't mind if colleges are so great that they attract so many students, you know, at that price tag. But sure. if we've got a situation where they're going in there with hev- heavy federal subsidies, it's already heavily federally subsidized. And now on top of that, not only was subsidized, but the feds basically we're going to pay the bill now. Um, you know, th- that's uh, or at least a big part of the bill then what we're doing is taxpayers in general are subsidizing one particular in, one particular institution and industry. An industry, by the way, which doesn't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So profit-making businesses that pay taxes are essentially being forced to subsidize a non-tax-paying business, which has gotten which has built infrastructure way beyond economic rationality, just like we did with housing mm-hmm. in you know 2007, 2008. Um, and then the reckoning comes reckoning came first in the form of covid mm-hmm. you know people said well i'll do i'll do distance education right right and the other reckoning comes in the labor market where the labor market is saying we don't need more liberal arts majors uh from second tier colleges um we need more people who can do something useful with their hands right but here's here's the question for you jerry and i'm sorry i interrupted you john We've, um, and I'm not sure what the answer to this is, which is why I'm asking it as a question, is we've made college um, admittance into a justice issue so that if 
if you can't afford, everybody should be able to go to college is what our society is telling us. And if you're not able to go to college, then it's an injustice that the society is obligated to rectify. And so I think that's part of the problem, too, is I don't think we are, first of all, we're not able to communicate very well one with another right now anyway. But especially when it comes to justice issues, it seems like the only uh, response that the society sees as effective is one that's legislative like this. Right. And the reason that we made it a matter of justice um, is because we treated it as an essential. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say the reason that when people ask me about the housing bubble and what's next college bubble is because after world war ii there were two things that defined you as middle class you owned a home and your kids went to college Mm -hmm. and if you if you didn't own a home you were nobody Mm -hmm. and if your kids didn't go to college you were nobody you 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 know you didn't count what's the matter with you i guess they're not Mm -hmm. smart enough you know i guess you didn't save enough So that generation was told that they had to do these things and they became, uh, you know, basically got classified as essentials. Well, if it's an essential, then it kind of is justice that everyone have access to it. Um, But of course, it isn't an essential. There's a lot, lots of ways to make a living in the world. And many of them do involve college. And that's great. I'm very much in favor of college. College universities are a Christian institution. They were at least they are created by Christians. Paganism didn't have a university (laughs) system. Um, it had maybe specialty schools, but you had to have a universe to have a university. Mm-hmm. And in order to have a, have a universe, you had to have one God. In paganism, it's like, well, you've got Poseidon, he's the Lord of the sea, and you've got, you know, uh, Apollo, he's the Lord of the sun. Uh, there, you couldn't have, you didn't have one God, so you didn't have one universe, and you didn't have one universe, you couldn't have one place where you could study everything. Because there wasn't an integrated worldview. So in the Middle Ages, was one God, so it all fits together, and they create the university. I don't want to get rid of that. I just want to stop treating it as a necessity for everybody and casting shade, even if it's subtle, on people who don't choose to take that route. Right. Um, and the fact that it's required so much subsidy, and now the subsidy of debt forgiveness tells us that it, got, it had gotten oversold. Right. So then I I guess my question, Jerry, is, is it sustainable? I mean, uh, shrinking population, uh, burgeoning growth on the universities, uh, workforces saying we don't necessarily need college graduates, a shifting to a trade outlook, all those different things in play. But the universities, it's a gigantic business. Does it, where does it end? I mean, is there a fracturing, a splintering, and things you know are going to go in a different direction here based upon social and economic trends? Yeah, I think it is splintering already, and you know, I think there there has I think COVID subsidized it to some degree in the sense that well, you can't work, you can't shop, you might as well stay home and do it, get an online degree. So I saw a lot of people just saying, "Nah." Might as well get an online degree. Mm-hmm. All right, well, but they're racking up debt, and that was lost work time. You know, I mean, working is education. You come out of high school and you work. Um, and I remember when our oldest son, Chris, was asking us about this. I said, why don't you talk to my buddy, Ron Morris, the late Ron Morris, the American entrepreneur, very successful guy. Uh, he had been involved with CMU's Entrepreneurial Center. And Chris said, uh, I want to run a scenario. It's four years from now. And I've been working for a small business. And I applied for a job with you. Or it's four years from now, and I went to a good college, and I got a degree, and I apply for a job with you. Which one of me do you like? Hmm. 
And Ron said, oh, the one with four years experience working for a small business with good references. Absolutely. That working is education. Um, so, you know, entrepreneurship is education. And yes, of course, for a number of professions, uh, there has to be formal education as well. Um, but again, if it's that great, then it doesn't need all these subsidies mm-hmm. and it doesn't need all this social pressure. And it doesn't need I don't get the, we don't get to cancel mortgages. House, I think it's worth buying a house for most people. I think yeah. house tends to be an ascending asset. We're not canceling mortgages. We're not canceling all other forms of debt. I don't know why this form of debt. And I, I know we have to go to a break. But I just want to cut, put, put this marker here. I'm seeing a lot of stuff in social media saying this is the biblical point of view and this is the Christian point right, of view because right. Christians are for debt forgiveness. Jubilee. Christianity is based on debt forgiveness and the Shemitah law and the Jubilee law. And I'm sorry, they, those people don't know what they're talking about. Oh, that's a good place to stop. Let's pick that up when we come back. Jerry Boyer is with us. He's an economist following lots of trends. We're talking today about uh, Joe Biden and uh, forgiveness of student loans and that brouhaha from that. Stay with us. It's the ride home. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code VALUE at checkout. That's harrys.com, code VALUE. Enjoy! Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. 
Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. When your ride fires on all cylinders, so do you. That's why Napa is on a mission to keep you in motion. With nearly 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores and over 17,000 Napa Auto Care centers, the Napa Network has everything you need to get up and go. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 65. Intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 80. Tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in spots in the evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, low 63. Saturday, we'll see some sunshine. Expect a thunder shower in spots. We'll reach a high Saturday of 79. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Talking college student loan forgiveness with Jerry Boyer. Jerry Boyer's an economist. He is an author, a podcaster, easily found online where he uh, does opine on a regular basis. Jerry Boyer, B O W Y E R. Uh, Jerry, for um, those of us who read the Old Testament, uh, there is a uh, rich tradition. It's not it's not a rich tradition at all. It's a terrible way to put it, actually. Um, it was an idea of God's. <laughs> Uh, that which is a much more accurate way of Thank saying you. that there would be um, a year of jubilee. There would be a year of forgiveness, um, the forgiveness of debts. And um, seeing many people online talking about how all Christians should be rejoicing yeah, in, in this economic policy of President Biden's because this is forgiveness of debt. Same thing. Anyone who's against this would not be understanding the full um, mercy of God and what he wants for the justice of society. Uh, your thoughts on that, Jer? Well, my thoughts are that the um, the, the Shemitah law um, is wise law. There's a question about whether it applies to us or not, or you know how much these things apply. The church has debated that, and I'm not going to I'm not going to solve that one today. Um, I, th- I guess the general consensus is that there are principles. You know, you have the moral law, which is forever. You have the ceremonial law, which is done away by the work of Christ, and then you have these civil laws, which have principles, which then you know can can influence modern nations. That, that's kind of the general consensus. But whatever you do with it, um, it's important, and it's God's word, but it you got to read the details. So all of the nations around Israel had some kind of debt forgiveness thing. The thing that was weird about Israel, about the Torah, not to say it's weird, but different about the Torah, wasn't that it had a debt forgiveness provision. It's that its debt provi- uh, forgiveness provision was, number one, predictable. At, you know, seven years. So when you loan somebody and you're three ways, three years away from a Shemitah year, you know what's going to happen. You know that that debt's not going to go to go on forever. OK, so it's predictable. It's according to the rule of law. In other words, you know the rules in advance and it doesn't have anything to do with the whim of the king, the king or the judge or whoever is the civil official or the assembly. They have nothing to do with this. Now, see, the other nations around Israel what what would happen is a king would say, well, yeah, you know, I did a lot of stupid things. People are mad at me. I lost a war or whatever. I, I need some popularity. And they would issue an imperial decree canceling debt. You know, that was one of the ways it happened. Another way it happened is when you get a new emperor, automatically all debts are forgiven because here's the blessing of a new emperor. Here's the gospel. Actually, the word was gospel. The announcement of a new emperor. We have a new emperor. All debts are forgiven. So it was tied to emperors and kings and wasn't part of a rule of law. 
Um, and, and the other thing that would happen is sometimes deaths would accumulate for a long <laughs> period of time. There would be something like you'd get near a revolution, and then you have these ancient lawgivers like Solon and, and Draco, Lysurgis, who would come along and say, well, people are really upset, so we need to have a debt forgiveness. That's the pagan way. So, you know, Biden is not doing – this is not being – if we had a law in America that said debts couldn't go past seven years, I wouldn't be arguing. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's not. But that would have biblical precedent. Um, and that you, you that you can't sell property for more than 49 years. You know, that would have some biblical precedent, whether it applies to a modern country or not. But they're imitating the Babylonian system and calling it the biblical system. This is an imperial decree method of debt forgiveness, which, which is exactly what the Torah conspicuously dissents from by creating its regularly scheduled doesn't matter who the king is, doesn't even matter whether there is a king or what the king thinks. It happens automatically because God's the king and this is part of his law. Um, and that is not what we saw here. We saw an executive decree but from an unpopular president um, uh, to curry favor with debtors. And that is something associated with paganism, not Torah. Okay, but what about the the perspective, which is okay? So you're you know you're making a good point here. This isn't the same situation as that is, but debt forgiveness is still something that is clearly close to the heart of God because we recognize that our debts have been paid in a spiritual sense, um, and so this is just a way that we are kind of reflecting our heavenly Father, no matter how it's done. Well, yes, but the debts were paid. They weren't forgiven. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't eliminated. Yeah. Jesus paid the debt. He did. That's why we have the biblical idea of redemption. We don't. It, what happened in 33 A.D. on the cross was not God saying, I, "You know, I'm just going to forget about debt." It was a different payer, and that payer did it voluntarily. We had a debt that we couldn't possibly pay. Why couldn't we pay it? We owe God every moment of our lives. So the so if, if we're if if I sin in one minute and then for the next eighty years I'm righteous I still am not even right I can't possibly pay the debt for sin so it's an unpayable debt but it's payable by Jesus and Jesus pays it so if we're saying the state comes along and pays our school debt mm-hmm. and we're using the gospel as the analogy we're saying essentially the state is Jesus <laughs> we're putting the state in the role of Jesus. The, you know, the state loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, and the state is going to <laughs> redeem you from student debt. Uh, the other thing is that Jesus, that the redemption that Jesus offers, the debt that, that God, that he pays on our behalf, is a universal offer. It's not offered to a politically favored group. They expected it to be offered to a politically favored group. Um, you know, say Pharisees or whatever said, this is going to be for us. Instead, it's for everybody. But this, of course... Um, College-educated, graduate school-educated people are one of the major sources of the base of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party's base is eroding with African-American and Latino votes. So the most reliable part of the base of the Democratic Party is people with college degrees and especially graduate degrees. Mm -hmm. So Jesus doesn't just say, people who are in my political party, I'm going to pay their debt. He doesn't play to the base. He will pay anyone's debt. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think the analogy is really pretty strange. That's very good. Jerry, we're going to step away for just a minute. Jerry Boyer is with us. He'll stay with us for just a few more minutes. We hope that you do as well. Look for Jerry Boyer online. Back in just a few minutes. Stick around.
101.5 WORD. This is the final week of Truth For Life's Encore 2022 series. We'll wrap up with a popular message on death and dying, another message on worry and anxiety, one on the power of prayer, and the central importance of the cross of Christ. Be sure to join us on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things, Saturday, September 3rd at Wild Things Park as they take on the Windy City Thunderbolts at 7.05. Come early for the 20th anniversary poster series giveaway to the first thousand fans while supplies last. And stick around as players share personal stories of faith and testimony after the game. And stop by the Word FM table to say hi. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. It's gonna be wild. Saturday, September 3rd. Get tickets now at wordfm.com slash wildthings. What if you went from 10 years old to 25 years old in just a few years? Okay, Miss Creepy. Like from Let's Play Dolls to I Can't Believe the Stock Market Today. Or like Triple Mac and Cheese, please, to I'd Like the Triple Double Kyle Salad with Beets, please. Uncle Ryan says the value of people's homes have jumped like 15 years worth lickety-split. Uncle Ryan said lickety-split? Most of our homes have made a decade or two type jump in value, pretty much liquidity split, like never before. Usually, people move homes when they gain that much value, but that's not happening either because of how expensive homes are, which is why cash-out refinances are a triple mac and cheese hot thing right now. Cashing out that newly spiked value to use for home updates, paying off debt, or just life. If you'd like to see your options, you'll never get any pressure from us, at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2. An American Odyssey. Pre-order today on Salem Now. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We've been talking with Jerry Boyer. Jerry's a host of a podcast called Meeting of Minds. Also, his new book, The Maker Versus the Takers, what Jesus really said about social justice and economics. Jerry is online often, easy to follow, always a great read. All right, Jerry. So let's talk about um, what is feeding your uh, mind, soul, spirit, sense of humor, however you want to look at it. Um, Tell us what you're reading and what you're watching. Well, we've been on a, a... Our our grandson uh, is four years old, and he's on a Star Trek kick. Oh, is that right? So we've been binge. So he he's like he visits a lot, right? And so like he'll be he'll spend the weekend like weekend at Mima's. He calls it. Um, I'm along here too, but it's weekend at Mima's. <laughs> but he'll sit there with Pop Pop, and we'll just like binge Star Trek: The Next Generation. I love it. Or you know, like are you a, a Trekkie or something like that? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
not the new ones, uh, the the Picard and the Discoverer, Discoverer, whatever it is, just not working for me. But okay. the, the classic and the next generation, really, all all the ones that aren't the brand new ones. Okay, yeah. and, and so we've been kind of binging that. Mm-hmm. Long live William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so far, he has. Yeah, he sure has. Yeah, I just, saw. Uh, just don't let him sing. I saw a thing last week where William Shatner was at a fruit stand in California. Somehow he dropped his wallet. Somebody found it and they opened it up and they were like, "Hey, we have William Shatner's wallet." They somehow someone said, "I know somebody who's connected to him." He came back and got his wallet, and everybody was happy. So. That's awesome. Okay, what about you and Susan? Anything you're watching when the youngers aren't around? Uh, well, I, you know, our favorite genre is still the odd little genre of the riff. Uh, so we've been watching, we found out that Pluto, um, network has a all riff all the time channel. What's riff? So, so you, you, you know, a riff is, so you, okay. Like a, a movie like night of the living dead. Yeah. Right. Some, oh, some, yes. Or something like some hokey, some hokey horror or sci-fi movie. Right. And then people are watching it, and they're wise. Oh, right. Oh, of course. Through. Oh, yeah. Like, like I guess. Mystery Science Theater. Theater. Sure. Like, like yeah. the, that's the spinoff of MST3K. Got it. So that's kind of our go-to fun thing. I, I'll say, you want to watch some trash? And trash means probably we're going to watch. Oh, okay, got that's it. Very yeah. good. Very good. Okay. So like an old Hercules movie or something like that, and people are wisecracking, and we're laughing at them wisecracking. That's funny stuff. <laughs> got very it. good. It's an acquired taste. No, it's very sure, fun. No. Um, Jay, before you leave us, let's go back and talk about what your kids, the book that your kids wrote again. People are interested in this, I'm sure. Uh, give us the resource, and is it still in print? Uh, well, it was it was online only, and it was it was serialized at Forbes dot com. Okay. So if you just go and do Boyer, you're going to see a bunch from me, but you're going to see their series on why, how they were making the they were processing it in real time. Should I go to college or not, and yeah. why? I think the first article, the first one was by Gracie saying the first of my family not to go to college. Interesting. Um, and uh, so they made they, they made a decision, and they're all happy with the decision. Nice. They have no student debt, and for the most part, they have no house debt. Wow. Uh, they just worked yeah. and accumulated assets rather than accumulating debt. And so uh, Gracie and Chris wrote this uh, series of articles? Yes, and um, I think Hope was involved as well um, in that one, but I think it was most, mostly Grace and Chris. Very nice. All right, and what are you reading, Jer? The Book of Ruth. Over oh. and over again. Um, my the way I read is I find a commentary and I read the commentary and then along with the commentary I just reread the book over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah, who, what's, so what two, commentary? Uh, Yuri Burrito's commentary under your wings, and then there's a commentary on the Hebrew text, um, which is called Ruth. I think a reader's guide, and it's getting into some of the more advanced linguistic stuff. So what I do is I will. It's going to sound pretentious. I'll just like read Ruth in Hebrew. And just loop through and just read the commentary at the same time mm-hmm. and then read the commentary on the Hebrew text. Now, after I'm done with this, I forget all the Hebrew. Um, but what I, I like to just do that with a book, have one commentary on the theological meaning, one commentary on the Greek or Hebrew. I just did one on James and then the book itself. And then just in the evenings, just, you know, spend that's my final like 20, 25 minutes of the day. That's cool. And one thing that surprised you so far about it. I'd forgotten how much that Ruth is a book about how to actually deal with poverty. Mm-hmm. It's an anti-poverty yeah. book. Um, and I, we kind of forget that. We theologize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a book about paying debts and redemption, hmm. right? So Ruth is redeemed, right, by Boaz. So there is – somebody has to pay, right? 
but the paying is done in the context of extended family and covenant relationship, not imperial decree from Babylon or something like that. And it sounds like I'm trying to tie it to the news of the day, but it really is the model for almsgiving and poor relief, extended Mm -hmm. family redemption, and includes work. Remember, the book starts well. It starts with the death, uh, you know, of the of the sons of the of the husband and the son. But they come back to Israel and they glean. So it's working. But there's but it's not just work. There is grace, but the grace is given to somebody who's doing their best, not to somebody who has a sense of for, for instance entitlement. Yeah, hanging out. Ruth's mother-in-law. That that's Orpa. Am I correct about that? Uh, Orpa is uh, the mother-in-law's Naomi, Naomi, and then Orpa. So there's two. The, the sons. Who's Orpa? Uh, the sons marry two Moabite women, and one of them is Orpa. Got it. And that's where Oprah's name came from. Mm-hmm. Her mom knew it was a name from the Bible, but she couldn't remember how to spell it. <laughs> right. And Orpa is the one who goes back to the Moabites. So not really a good choice. Don't choose Oprah or Orpah no. as a name for your kid. <laughs> Ruth is better. Ruth but, says, I, well, your God's going to be my God, yeah. whereas Orpah slash Oprah says, all right, I'm going to go back to Moabite territory and worship Chemosh, who um, you know does not have grace. So uh, there are two women who go into – they're both Moabites ethnically, but one covenantally binds herself to Ruth – eventually Boaz and and Israel and the God of Israel, whereas the other goes back to her pagan gods. Very good. Jerry, always fascinating. Always Thank good you to so talk much. to you, Jerry. Always a pleasure. Our God pleasure. Bless. Susan and Jerry Boyer, we are fortunate to have them here in Western Pennsylvania, otherwise known as Me Mom Pop Pop. Thank you so much, you guys. <laughs> Love you. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. If you're between 50 and 85 years of age, stay tuned for this very important message. The average funeral is at least over ten dollars to $15,000. Is your family prepared to handle the financial burden after you are gone? Did you know that you may qualify for up to $25,000 in final expense life insurance benefits? These state-approved final expense plans will pay a tax-free benefit to your family after you are gone, regardless of your future age or medical condition. There are no medical exams. Your rates will never increase 
increase, your benefits will never decrease. Don't make the last gift to your family a large funeral bill. Call 800-496-4779 now to lock in your lowest rate or get a free quote at Compare National now at 800-496-4779. Prepare for the inevitable and the fact of life. Don't leave your family grieving and worried about paying your debts. Call 800-496-4779. That's 800-496-4779. Get Labor Day savings at Lowe's. Buy one, get one 50% off select HGTV home by Sherwin-Williams Paint and Cabot Exterior Stains via rebate. And save on Lowe's exclusive Stainmaster laminate flooring starting at $269 per square foot. It's three times wear resistant and backed by a lifetime limited warranty. Shop Labor Day savings now at Lowe's. Stainmaster claims compared to standard residential grade laminate. See warranty at Lowe's.com slash Stainmaster. Conditions and exclusions apply. See store Lowe's.com for paint details and restrictions. While supplies last. Offer valid to 9-7. The most beautiful things in life start small from a single seed. At Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, with the aid of warm sun, fertile soil, and expert hands, those seeds blossom into gardens of fresh produce, delicious wines, and beautiful landscapes. Here at Bedner's Thriving Family Farming Garden Center, you'll find everything you need to inspire your own homegrown happiness. Bedner's Farming Greenhouse in McDonald, making the world beautiful since 1917 at Bednersgreenhouse.com. Alright, well here's a throwback. A school district in southern Missouri is bringing back paddling. There was an open house at the Cassville School District, which is uh, about an hour west of Branson, Missouri. And during an open house, families were notified that the school board had adopted a policy in June allowing, quote, the use of physical force as a method of correcting student behavior. Parents were handed forms to specify whether they authorized the school to use a paddle on their child, the Springfield News Leader reported. Formerly known as corporal punishment, the disciplinary measure involves striking students on the buttocks with a wooden paddle in Cassville. Staff members will employ reasonable physical force without a chance of bodily injury or harm in the presence of a witness, according to the new policy. Um, what do you think? That's a hard one to be. I, I, were you in school whenever they were paddling? No. So you were never paddled? No. Mm-hmm. I've been paddled. <laughs> I figured that's what you were going to say next. Mm. Um, I guess, so it's more. I guess it's more important what you think. Well, or not more important, but you're more informed about it than I am. <laughs> Been there, done yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was something about the threat of being taken out of the room and paddled that was a calming measure, I believe, on hyperactive young boys. Hmm. Um, I was in ninth grade. And um, Mr. Grotenthaler, uh, who was the principal at uh, Dixon Junior High School, he would he would be the guy. Well, a couple of guys. Actually, the, <laughs> Mr. Grotenthaler was probably the, the easier of the of the group. Uh, a couple of guys were football coaches, and you did not want to even you know head towards that perspective. But there was something about it, you know, the fear of. Hey man, I'm going to get paddled. I'm did not you think? Be... Of, did you in did any part of your mind register that as abusive? No. I could see. I could clearly see how it could be abusive. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and some guys, it only happened to me once. Some guys. And when you were in ninth grade. Yeah. Boy, you 
You'd been a good boy all those years, John. Mm, yeah. What happened? It went I, I was south exuberant. all of a sudden. I was an exuberant talker mm. and just a big, you know. But it's hard to believe. Running around. But some guys would be, get paddled multiple times throughout the year. Some guys would just, you know, three, four, five, six. It was just a matter of, it's just how it was. Uh, what do you think? Yay or nay? Uh, I, I, I'm I'm in favor. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be a deterrent for kids who are out of control. Although the schools, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not in the we schools. We got to do something about what's going on. I'm not in, in the schools, schools right, right now. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, the threat of violence on on somebody, I, I I think it would be a deterrent. I really do. It was on me. What about Speaking, violence is never the answer? I get it. It's not. Did you paddle your own kids? No. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Count code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. At the school board meeting, Uvalde School Board Secretary Laura Perez makes a motion to fire School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo. Mr. Board President, I move that good cause exists to terminate the non-certified contract of Pete Arredondo effective immediately. And that's exactly what happened. Arredondo was fired following allegations that he made several critical mistakes during a mass shooting that left 19 students and two teachers dead. Arredondo had tried to defend his actions, telling a Texas House committee he did not consider himself to be the incident commander on the scene. Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered a major buildup of his country's military forces in an apparent effort to replenish troops that have suffered heavy losses. This comes after six months of bloody warfare in Ukraine. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code VALUE at checkout. That's harrys.com, code VALUE. Enjoy. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. 
MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Parents, are you tired of helping put your kids' shoes on? They're squirming, watching cartoons, anything but helping. Luckily, it's Skechers to the rescue. Introducing new hands-free Skechers slip-ins. Footwear you can just get your kids to step into and their shoes are on. You don't need to bend over. You don't need to sit on the floor and try to wrangle them on. And they're available in all types of Skechers styles with and without laces. And most are machine washable. Find Skechers slip-ins for kids or mom and dad at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. The battle lines are drawn. The war for America's soul is on the line. Learn who's on the right side. Join Salem Media Group and this station for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Coming in October as the best minds in conservative media and thought dissect the coming midterm election. Join Gallagher, Hewitt, Prager, and Tatum. The Battleground Talkers Tour, Thursday, October 20th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Hosted by Pittsburgh's own John Steigerwald. Tickets at wordfm.com. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 65. Intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 80. Tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in spots in the evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, low 63. Saturday, we'll see some sunshine. Expect a thunder shower in spots. We'll reach a high Saturday of 79. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 85. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good news for downtown Pittsburgh. After uh, spending more than $40 million to finish the rehab of the former Kaufman's department store, Smithfield Street, Smithfield and Wood and Fifth, I mean, it was a major anchor for decades, well, um... Now the developer, who's from Philadelphia, is plotting an encore with plans for more acquisitions and apparently the hope of hundreds and hundreds of new apartments. Lubert Alder Partners is looking to invest up to $125 million in the Golden Triangle. CEO and founder Dean Alder said in an interview today that was conducted by the Post-Gazette, he said, you can't be an island. Uh, to uh, We need more downtown activity that we can create. The better it will be for everybody. They are thrilled, apparently, with the demand for apartments yeah, at the Coffins Building. 99% of the units are leased, and uh, they're looking to add 600 more units in downtown Pittsburgh. I think it's a great idea to – to uh, not a great idea. I appreciate the fact that they're thinking about not being an island down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I told you I was downtown a couple – a week ago Sunday. There's just a lot of places all of a sudden – I don't know if it's all of a sudden, but it, they just don't it, – it seems so deserted. Well, it is. I mean, imagine. Look look at us here. Yeah, and, how deserted we – And how put deserted, that downtown. Right, yeah. You worked downtown, didn't you? Oh, yeah. No, I never did. You never did. I worked downtown for a long time. 
And I and as a kid, I kind of lived downtown. I mean, yeah. I, I love downtown, and to see downtown where it is right now. Here's the weird thing to me: when I think about the Kaufman's building, mm-hmm. and you know that building, sure, I loved it. Well, if you're if you got a, an apartment on the window, that's great. But what about yeah? What about it? I mean, in the it's, middle of it's that building is black. Thick. So I wonder if How's the that? I wonder if the apartments are. Every apartment has to have. Maybe they're long and skinny. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. That would be very odd because that that's a gigantic building. It is huge. And you're standing in the middle of the floor yep. where the el- escalators are. Right. It's black. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what that's like. I don't know either. And I'm sure they're not cheap either. The fact that there's not there they are 99 percent leased though tells you that there are a lot of people who have deep pockets who yeah. are interested in living downtown and willing to do it. Yeah. And so if that many people are willing to invest in that way, then go for it. Go. I mean, yeah, you would think, I mean, uh, they're still waiting for a grocery store downtown. That's supposed to be coming. That's, that's going to be target, right? That's going to targets open downtown and in that's the in, Kaufman's in the Kaufman's building, building on the bottom what floor. Of, what kind of, it's a small target. First of all, what kind of groceries are you going to buy at a Target? I mean, you know. Well, it, yeah, I buy a lot of groceries at Target. Some, but even on a smaller imprint. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not a real grocery store, Target. Well, no, but I buy, you could buy all your groceries at Target you now. Think? No, you think? All of your could. groceries? I at a real so. Target. Yeah, at Maybe, a real, yeah. I mean, this is, the, we know that that imprint, the Target store downtown, is a tiny fraction of what a suburban Target would be. Right. If they, I wonder if they're weighting it towards grocery. Hmm. You know what I mean? It would be smart if they did. But what what, what about other retail, though? We've talked about the rise of the restaurants over the last decade downtown, which, of course, took a tremendous hit during COVID. But what about the death of retail? I don't know. You know, like you can go down there and get, you know, stop and get appetizers at 15 different places. But, you know, if it's raining, you can't find an umbrella. Well, you go to Burlington Coat Factory. Isn't that? I mean, you know, there's a few stores. I I don't know. There's a few stores. That's the problem. I mean, when I go downtown now and I walk the streets, I'm sort of in my mind, I'm imprinting what I see with nostalgia. Because it looks as like, you know, like PNC, gigantic presence in downtown. I mean, they just yep. they tore down blocks of buildings, and there's just these mammoth skyscrapers where there used to be mom and pop stores or you know movie theaters and whatnot. It doesn't seem individual user friendly. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. It's just a different animal than one of what it was when we were growing up. So let's hope that this rejuvenates. We've said this about a hundred different things. I'm not sure about that. I'm just saying. I would like to hope that it will. When we were kids, you or even you'd go downtown and it was a special event. It was right. Kaufman's horns, gimbals. Walking into Kaufman's, you've. I don't know. I felt like I had just walked under a Christmas tree. Yeah. It was special. It was so beautiful. And now look at retail, uh, you know, in general, you know, what people are going to drive downtown, park, and do some shopping in downtown Pittsburgh? And I don't think no, so. No, people aren't going to You're not going to do that. So, I mean, all these years, I, when, you know, working in town, you think, why aren't there apartments down here? Now there's apartments. Right, now there are no stores. Why right. can't we get it together? I don't know. All right, we need to take a break. But when we come back. Oh, wait, uh, we should say this before we take a break. Oh, it's the last hour. It's our last hour of our producer, Christy. The well, last not the hour. last hour of our producer, Christy. Wait, we're going to take her outside. <laughs> she's <laughs> Thanks, done. Thanks, guys. <laughs> she's, she's been with us 14 months. 
and she's moving on to greener pastures. Mm-hmm. And how can you say no to that? You can't say no to that. No, of course. We're, we're thrilled for her next step in her career. We 28, give her hearty congratulations. She is ascending into some other area where, you know, we go, oh, look at that. We look over the fence at that. There's Christy Stockdale. Mm-hmm. However, we miss her. We, we will weep crocodile tears at mm-hmm. the conclusion of this hour when her tenure as producing the show ends. Yes, yes. And we will also salute her in the last half hour. Salute her right now, as a uh-huh. matter of fact. Well, there we go. Salute her. There salute we go. Her. Thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a little special uh, well, sort of fare you well. We Christmas are. And, and we're hoping that it will generate a significant amount we'll of laughter. See. Mm-hmm. We shall see. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We have a story that was torn from the headlines mm-hmm. about Iran and refugees and imprisonment. All that, along with spousal abuse, that's next. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music music from Crowder featuring Dante Bowe, God Really Loves Us. Mercy Me with Then Christ Came. And Ligert Wood, Honey in the Rocks. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. It's Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things, Saturday, September 3rd at Wild Things Park as they take on the Windy City Thunderbolts at 7.05. Come early for the 20th anniversary poster series giveaway to the first 1,000 fans while supplies last. And stick around as players share personal stories of faith and testimony after the game. And stop by the Word FM table to say hi. Faith and Family Night with the Washington Wild Things. It's gonna be wild. Saturday, September 3rd. Get tickets now at wordfm.com slash wildthings. Our little brother says the word Dodo word 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? <laughs> you started it. Okay. So here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means we can often get you a better rate saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So don't be a... And we're done. We... Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672.
Nogme. I'm so sorry, Nogme. We didn't have our uh, technical things in order. Nogme Panahi's with us. Uh, Nogme came to prominence uh, because of the imprisonment of her former husband, Saeed Abedini, in the nation of Iran. Um, we found out much more about Nagme because she's been so forthcoming in her writing, in her speaking, and we're so happy that she's willing to join us on the show today to talk about her new book that's coming out and the way things are in her new life now. So, Nagme, welcome in. Thank you. I appreciate that. Our pleasure. So, Nagme, uh, you go back. Your story uh, is is so far back into another time and another country. Talk to us about growing up. You're not from the United States, yes? I'm not, even though I now have spent most of my life here. But I, I grew up in war. I grew up in a very strong Muslim family in Iran. And I had to, I moved to America because of war. And so that's my background. And when you moved to America, um, you came with your mom and dad and your brother. Um, you all were um, practicing Muslims? Yes, my dad was very the strongest, and uh, actually today is the anniversary of his uh, passing away of COVID two years ago. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. But, yeah, it's it's an actually beautiful story. He was a strong Muslim, and he was pretty upset when me and my brother accepted Christ at the age of nine in America, and uh, he thought we were we'd lost our culture, we'd lost who we were, and he was actually ready to take us back to Iran. Really, and. Um, Go, to go back to war, he thought dying in a war was better than what had happened, which was me and my brother had uh, become a followers of Christ at age nine. Tell us quickly how that story unfolded. You were nine years old, uh, not knowing Christianity at all. Who invited you into the faith? Yep, not knowing Christianity at all. We, uh, we were born into the Islamic Revolution. All that was talked about was Islam. Uh, how Islam was going to make the country better. We had uh, there was king Persia or Iran had kings for three thousand years, and the Islamic revolution was going to change the monarchy to a more you know better country. And that's all we knew Islam. We were taught that at school. So my brother actually one day came running to me. Um, we were very close. We always talked about why is God allowing this war? We saw people dying. We saw destruction. And one day when we came to America, he came running to me and said. I found the God we've been looking for. His name is Jesus. What? And uh, it was shocking. My brother was crying. My brother, uh, right now, he has a doctorate in quantum physics from University of Chicago. He's very brainy. He's not emotional at all. So hmm. uh, when he was crying, I was shocked. That was the first time I'd seen him cry like that and tell me that he had found God and his name was Jesus. He had a name. Wow. Wow. And 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 so I, I I've read that your parents were very upset, and you've just um, confirmed that. But they came to Christ later. Both your mom and your dad. Yes, and that's the beautiful story. They came to Christ almost a decade later after we were saved. They tried, especially my dad. He really believed um, in Islam. Our my lab, full last name is actually not Panahi. It's Sherry Panahi. We shortened it to Panahi when we became citizens, but Sharia Panahi means protector of the Islamic law. Hmm. And my dad was very proud of that. It showed that we were direct descendant of Muhammad, and it took him a long time. I mean, he was trying to convert us back to Islam, but the beautiful story on the, on the anniversary of his death is that he accepted Christ 10 years into our salvation, 
and he was strong until the day the Lord took him. He was evangelizing. He was helping the underground church in Iran. Wow. Um, he never wavered in his faith in Jesus, and he kept. He was this passionate uh, man for Christ until the day uh, he went to be with Christ. Fabulous. So, Nagme, obviously you're here, you've come to prominence in many ways because of uh, your husband and his imprisonment. Uh, Our audience may or may not be aware of that. Could you please tell us that story? Uh, Said's imprisonment? Yes. Yeah, uh, I I lived a quiet life in Idaho. We ended up, my dad's solution uh, to bringing us back to Islam was to move to a smaller city in America, thinking that it was not as Christian as California. So we moved to Idaho, and this is where I grew up, pretty quiet life. And um, until 2012, when my husband uh, visiting Iran was taken by the radical Muslims by the Revolutionary Guards there, and my whole life changed. I, I all of a sudden, without really wanting it, became a public figure. I was advocating for him. I met with Obama. I met with Trump. I spoke in front of the Congress, UN, all over the world, parliaments all over the world, including Germany and Holland and all everywhere. Um, and. Wow. That story, I reached close to a billion people, and uh, I, that's something I did not expect as I was trying to get my husband out of prison. It's pretty amazing. So when that was going on, Nagme, and we were, of course, following along with that story, as many people of faith were all over the world, um, you were a champion for your husband, uh, your former husband, and you were um, campaigning solidly and consistently for his release. Um, but you revealed later that your personal relationship with your husband was very different than his public persona. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I had. Uh, I was raised in America pretty much since nine until I married my husband at, uh, in my late 20s, 27. And he had grown up in Iran. And there was things that were not felt, didn't feel right in our marriage, but I felt like, well, marriage is hard, marriage is difficult, and we come from two different cultures. That's probably why uh, I did not even realize, even though there was physical beatings, um, that I really was in an abusive marriage. And so when my husband went to prison, I was advocating to get him out. But in the process, uh, for the first time, I had to think for myself, because until my husband's imprisonment, everything I did, whoever I saw was completely controlled. I had to be in order to be a godly wife, I was told I had to be 100% submissive to my husband, and that's how I would please God. And I, I became that. And once I went to prison, I had to think for myself, and I was going uh, to speak in front of media and uh, countries, you know, uh, heads of countries, and it really uh, deepened my relationship with Christ. And in that process, I found my worth in God and that His heart. Uh, that it is not okay to mis- mistreat anyone under the name of Jesus. That's not who Jesus is, and including marriage. It's not okay to beat your wife, to um, other things that were, were happening, verbal abuse, a lot of name-calling, putting down in control of everything. I, you know, and uh, Saeed had become um, like a mini-god in my life, and I thought that was godly for me to submit to him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And God really changed that uh, during the process of Saeed's imprisonment. And one day, I um, unfortunately or fortunately, Said got a phone inside of the Iranian prison towards the end of his imprisonment, towards the last year. And I was hoping for a Christian hero that had changed in prison. And what I got was someone he was who was even more abusive, who had now uh, a very um, high, very dangerous PTSD and paranoia. 
uh, severe PTSD and paranoia who thought I was stealing his fame, who wanted to come out and get me. And it just rocked my world because I had dreamed of nothing more than our family reuniting when he came out of prison and I saw something else when he got access to that phone inside of the Iranian prison. Wow. So, Nagme, so then there's this two colliding forces, right? I mean, your joy that uh, Saeed was uh, about to be released from prison, released from prison, but then uh, what's happened to you physically and mentally, uh, you, you wanted to embrace, but you also wanted to flee. It was the most I can't even describe in words how heartbreaking and hard it was. Part of me was rejoicing that after three and a half years, he was out of one of the most dangerous countries in the world that was which does not really listen to anyone. Iran doesn't listen to America or any other country, but they were forced to release him and the other American hostages. But at the same time, I knew he was coming after me, that my life was in danger. He had said he was going to uh, come and take the kids back to Iran. And uh, it was such a mixed emotion of how wanting reunion with my family, with Saeed, and yet trying to understand what's the godly step to take. So, I mean, uh, again, you know, we're following along, reading the news stories and the headlines. When Saeed's released, of course, we're overjoyed, thinking, oh, there's an act of God here. This is something that's very powerful. We've been thinking about, praying about. Uh, he does get released. And then, you know, uh, allegations come out. We follow along with that. So what happened? I mean, um, what happened to you initially, and where are you now with you and Saeed and your children? I drew boundaries, and uh, I I asked Saeed. I never imagined, or actually Saeed had a threatened divorce from prison that I'm going to come out and divorce you. And a lot of my value was that I was uh, married, and I was a pastor's wife, and I was an advocate. And that was that was stripped from me. So he, I drew boundaries and I said, you need to get help on abuse and on your porn addiction and all of that. And Saeed filed for divorce, which at that time was my worst nightmare. He filed for divorce. And I, I, I knew at that time, I just had had to let him do what he wanted to do. Even though my heart broke, I felt worthless uh, that I was not worth fighting for, for our marriage. He wasn't going to fight for our marriage, but you know, where am I now? Um, a few days ago, I was talking to a group of, uh, you know, house church leaders in Iran, and one of them shared her testimony that she, while I was advocating for Saeed, she had seen me on TV talking about having been a Muslim and had accepted Christ. And she said, for the first time, I thought you can become a Christian if you're born Muslim. And she said that led her to the journey of accepting Christ, and now she's one of the leaders. And I'd never heard her testimony. I had really known how she come to know Christ, and yesterday she shared, or Tuesday, a few days ago, she shared that. And I see God's redemption that set God used Saeed's imprisonment to set his daughter free from abuse, but at the same time to share the gospel, to at the same time um, to call out Iran for imprisoning Christians, and they still do that. And um, I'm seeing, uh, you know, and my relationship with God, it's where it's at. Unfortunately, Saeed left our family years ago and have not seen me or the kids um you know it's been it's been a while it's you, been at least um four or five years and saeed do you think he's still in the united states no he's not i i know uh he's somewhere in the middle east wow Wow. Okay. So, Nagme, um, I guess in the, our last couple of minutes, just uh, maybe reflect for our listeners on how you feel like this has, you know, impacted your 
writing, your speaking, talk about your upcoming book, what you're hoping to um, achieve through it? Yeah, I think um, as an immigrant, as someone who grew up in war, abuse, divorce, loss of my dad, loss of a loved one, mm. I think um, you, when you're a child, you imagine this fairy tale life. And for none, for all of us, that doesn't really happen. We all suffer in some ways. I have an autoimmune disease too, and there's either illness or loss of a loved one or a prodigal child or something. But I've learned to open my hands and say, instead of telling God what the ending should be, like a family that's reunited to say, what are you doing, Lord, in all of this? Um, and he is, he's doing a work, I think, through all of this. He unveiled something within the church that's been hidden for a long time, and that's abuse. And um, it's, I just, when you, when I, when you let go, instead of trying to tell God how to write your story, you submit to him and it becomes beautiful. And, and um, he shapes and molds you and uses you for something you really, I really didn't want to be used uh, to help abused women or people, but um, it's beautiful. I get to be with the broken. I work with refugees. I work with abused uh, women and it's where the heart of God is. It's, it's not on the big stages speaking to the, thousands where I was, but it's down in the gutter with the broken and, and, you know, just getting messy. And, and I, there's no other place I'd rather be. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Now I'm going to talk about the title of your new book. It's kind, it's called Mindfield. Um, it was my, uh, it was the war in Iran and my brother being uh, drafted to run through a minefield that brought us to America to find Christ. And I think abuse and addressing abuse in the church is like a minefield, but it starts uh, because it's just explosions and le- allowing other people to come through without getting hurt. And it's a lot of battle of the mind. What set me free was understanding what abuse was and understanding God's heart. Um, and that was where my freedom came from. Mm. Fabulous. And minefield releases when, Nagna? Uh, next year. Fabulous. Well, thank you. I yeah. mean, it's a fascinating story. There's a lot of heartbreak around it and tragedy, but uh, uh, to see you and hear you and talk about Christ, and there you are, uh, his creation and being used by him, that's a fabulous thing, and I'm sure you recognize that, know that in your heart of hearts. Yeah, and I hope the book is a, is a it's a beautiful story of God's hope and redemption, no matter what you've walked through, no matter the broken pieces you see in your hand that did not turn out the way you thought. And you can just see God's beautiful redemptive story and um, hope in the midst of all of that confusion and pain and suffering, I guess. Mm. Well, Nagme, thanks for sharing your story with us and for being so forthright about your situation. And um, I pray that it helps a whole lot of people who are listening uh, here and around the world. That's Nagme Panahi. Uh, You can find more information about her online. She has a a terrific website that explains her story. And we'll look for a book coming next year. Hey, I got a question. Do you hate bending over to put on your shoes? Wish you could just put them on standing or sitting without ever having to touch them? If so, then I have the shoe for you. Introducing new hands-free Skechers Slip-Ins. Footwear you don't need to touch to put on. That is only from Skechers, the comfort technology company. With new Skechers Slip-Ins, you just step in and off you go. You don't even need to lace up. And these are not your standard slip-on shoes. This is the next level slip-in technology. So it's even easier. 
How does Skechers slip-ins work? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide right into place. And it also keeps your feet secure in heavenly comfort, which means they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers, and you can even put them on with your hands full. What, are you rushing out the door with your kids? No problem. Just step in them and go. Look, we all hate bending over and struggling to put on our dirty old germy shoes, but now just get Skechers slip-ins and never touch your shoes again. Find new hands-free Skechers slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. We can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse, it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad. You're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't need to make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit TalkAboutVaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 65. Intervals of clouds and sun tomorrow with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 80. Tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in spots in the evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, low 63. Saturday, we'll see some sunshine. Expect a thunder shower in spots. We'll reach a high Saturday of 79. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's time now for the Thursday edition of This or That. The we, we hate to say goodbye to Christy edition of This or That. We are losing after 14 months. A quick hello, a long goodbye of Christy Stockdale. We are crying alligator tears, as Cass said, as today is Christy's last day with us in studio. So This or That for Christy. It's not Kath or I. We are asking, but Christy, she is responding. Can't wait. Mm. Number this one. That? Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Christy? Um, I, I guess. All right. Okay, number one. The exit interview or the first interview? Um, I think I'm going to go with the first interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because she's good. concerned about what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Kathy, 
Milo. <laughs> Come on. This Who or that? This? this or that, Christy? This Who wrote this? or that? Kath, I love you. I'm going with Milo. Of course she is. Of course she is. I paid thousand dollars for Milo. No, no. I knew it. I come for free. Number three. Full-time work or full-time mom? Ooh. Oh. Well, since I'm not a mom, I, I don't know anything. Um, full-time mom. Okay, oh! there you go. There she knows. Talking on the radio or working in an edit suite? Ooh. Edit suite. That's mm. where my passion is. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Mm. Number five, Christy. Flight tracker or hinge? <laughs> Flight tracker. <laughs> hinge is the worst. Very good. You, you By the way, you shouldn't combine them. That's I, what I no, hear. No, no. The third date or girls' night out? You know what they say about the third date? Hey. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going with girls' night out. Hey. Okay. There we girl. go. Number seven. Steve Carell in the morning show, or Steve Martin in Only Murders oh, in the Building? Oh man, come on, Cat! That's why I'm here. This or that? This or that? They're both very good actors. Come on, um, I just I really love Steve Carell. I have to go with Steve Carell in the morning mm-hmm. show. Okay. okay. Leasing a car, owning a car. Leasing a car because I can get a new one in three years. <laughs> as long as you don't drive very far. <laughs> Continuing on with the We Hate to Say Goodbye to Christie edition of This or That. Number nine, waiting at a miscellaneous coffee shop for some guy you met online or waiting at a bar for John with me. What? <laughs> I mean, you don't know if either of them are going to show up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I was told oh, not to show oh, up. Touche. Holy wow. hell. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with waiting for John and you, with you, Kath. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Vacationing with your brothers. Vacationing with us. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> this or that? It's your only one. People are going to be super offended. I'm vacationing with you two. Hey, anyway, that's the correct right. answer. <laughs> Number 11. PPG Paints, Penn's Game, Red Line, First Row, or... PPG Paints, Justin Bieber, center stage, first row. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know I love the Biebs. The Bieber. And I love the Penguins. Yeah. Go with Biebs. Oh, hey, very nice. That's a, that's a big love. Okay. It's a surprise to me. Early morning text from the Word FM promotions meeting <laughs> or late night text from Kath about surprise streaming moments. Late night text from Kath. <laughs> That's right, people. We don't, want the, we don't need those promotions meeting texts. Mm-hmm. Number 13. Living in the basement for five years, Christy, <laughs> or producing our show for one year? Producing your show for oh, one year. Is the right good. answer. Mm-hmm. Equally yoked, <laughs> or I'll take my chances. <laughs> we just had this conversation. Is that why you chose it? This or that think i'm gonna have to go with equally yoked very nice bonus question the final one brad oh gary um i'm very sorry i'm very very sorry go with gary hey there we go all right this or that doesn't mean anything just some fun
If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Pitt Cycles is now home to BMW Motorcycles. Join me, John Steigerwald, September 1st, 4 to 6 p.m. for the grand opening of their newly redesigned BMW showroom. I'll be broadcasting live and giving away great prizes, including $100 dining certificates to Fox Chapel's Brick and Barrel and McKee's Rock's Jabby Joe's. And somebody's going to win a $400 remote starter or detailing package from Team Knotts in Castle Shannon. September 1st, Pitt Cycles in Warrendale. Visit PittsCycles.com. Pitt Cycles! These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And there she goes, Chrissy Stockdale, walking out the door today. Her final shift on air is the producer of The Ride Home. 14 months have gone by ever so quickly. Now, when, of course, she applied for the job, we were total strangers. But uh, as it is, you know. We did a Zoom interview. Yeah, which was very awkward. I really just disliked it so much. And again. And again, Christy and I had a great time. You, you did not. Yes, have a we great did. Time. It was fine. I just, just disliked it so much. I just, the whole thing, the Zoom thing, uh, it just. Anyway, we became fast friends. We did. We had a really we good did. time. These 14 months, we've just really, we've laughed a heck of a lot. And so now, when we think about coming in or leaving, uh, as everybody leaves corporate America, there's always that forced exit interview. Mm-hmm. So this is the live on-air version of the exit interview for Christy Stockdale. All right? It's exciting. All right. So exciting. <clears throat> Number one. All right. Christy, when you were coming in to the station for the first time, into this atmosphere, thinking about it and then the actuality, what were your impressions coming in? What did you think it was going to be? Um, there was a lot of things I thought it was going to be, but um, I 
to be honest, I was just very intimidated by everything. Intimidated? Yeah. It was a very scary... Uh, when you come in here... Into the production into the room. Into the control room. Yeah. You have two sets of keyboards because you have two computers, two sets of computer mice, all of the cameras, mm-hmm. and then the mic is just sitting right in front of you. Right. So as a neophyte, never having engaged in any radio or whatsoever, very little. There, all of a sudden there you are, and you're the pilot. Yeah. God bless you. It was very scary. I remember that first day because... I have a photograph. Yes. You have, I was going to bring that up. You have a picture. Oh, that's a great and photo. And I've never seen it, and, but I am very sure I look just wide-eyed. Oh, yeah. I took a photo. You were in there with our, with our uh, boss, and I mean, I can't imagine the fear that was running through you. God bless you for that. <laughs> But now here I sit. Yeah, here you are. and and you stuck it out, and it's a really it's a complicated job with a lot of details, and things have to happen in a particular order. And you really applied yourself mm-hmm. to it and totally got it. Plus, you're talking to us, totally you're talking to guests. It. I mean, holy smokes! Anyway, kudos. Thank you. All right. Number two, your favorite part of the show. Don't say five fifty nine. It's actually 6.30 because I get to go home. No, oh, I'm totally right. kidding. I'm totally kidding. My favorite, my favorite element or segment yes. yeah. was uh, our weekly sports picks. And you know why? Because you won. I schooled you guys. Besides like one week, I schooled you guys every week in sports. That was really frustrating. It was great for me. I thought I was very close there to, to winning that thing. Well, you were close for a while, but you yeah. fell off at the end. Right, yeah. I was a Just low performer abysmal. the whole time. Very embarrassing right. yeah, performance was, from Kath. It was embarrassing. <laughs> all right. Uh, of all the guests, and of course, there's been hundreds and hundreds of guests in your time here with us. Uh, was there, is there a favorite guest? So this, this question was really hard for me to think. I, I had to narrow it down. Hmm. Um, and I narrowed it down to Ann Kennedy mm. And Lisa Anderson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, Two good choices. Very, very good choices. And I I went with Ann Kennedy. She always just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Ann Kennedy is a writer and a thinker and a mother of six who lives in New England. It, well, actually in the upper part of New York. And she's a nut. What's <laughs> That's your, the best way to describe her. Her she's, book is Nailed It. Sarca- sarcastic devotionals. D- sarcastic devotionals for angry and worn out women. People. People. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you name your book that, it's chances are the three of us are going to like you. She has seven kids. I think she has six, but she's also got her husband. Might be one on the way. Okay. <laughs> Next. All right. Uh, your least favorite thing, Christy, about the technical aspects of producing the show. Mm, the least favorite thing. When the computer freezes mm-hmm. and you're stuck with the music. <laughs> oh, like, like that. Like what like just happened. happened. I kind of, that was ironic that that happened at the very you last know, thing. That's exactly what I have written down, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it just had to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, something about that uh, you never knew before you produced this show. This is a, this was a learning experience for me, and in, in uh, many ways, um, I was, I think, trapped in a very rich white conservative environment for a very long time, mm. and I think coming here. And, you know, hanging out with you guys and some of the guests, the vast just differences that people have in their beliefs. And you don't have just because this is one way and that's how I always knew it doesn't mean that this way is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what I learned from the show is it's OK to have different opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's OK to talk about them. Yes. And you don't have to hate each other. And you, you don't have, have to hate. Opinions. I don't think no. so. Yeah. Right. 
trying to do yeah, that right, good. right? Yeah, that's really good, John. Uh, what's great about radio? Now you are not from the radio generation. I'm not, but I do have a radio and television degree. Oh, um, so John, you always say that there's a magic to radio. There is. There is, and it took me maybe not 14 months, but a couple months to realize that there is a magic to radio. Mm-hmm. And it makes me super proud to say that even though it was a short time that I got to work in the magic of radio. Yeah. Yep. And, you did, and you did such a great job doing Excellent. it. Thanks. Yeah. Very good. It's really good to hang your hat on that thing, right? Because a lot of people kind of go, radio? What's radio? I mean, right. every- uh, people, are, people are podcasting Streaming now. No, nobody pod- listens to radio. There's a huge difference between pre-recorded yes, podcasts and, and live, live radio. on the air. <laughs> Let me tell you how different that is. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, very good. Yeah, we have dreams at night that maybe we could like someday do a podcast and hit the edit nah, button, no. but... That's all right. We're sticking with live radio. Okay, Christy, what will you miss? Is this even a question, guys? You two. Hey, you're so you good. You two are the best part of this job. Oh, very nice. That's very kind of you. It's super sweet. All right. What, now, wait. Another thing that you haven't mentioned. This is probably just an outgrowth of missing us. Is How about our snacks? Oh. <laughs> oh, we have snacks. We forgot the snacks. No, we're no I haven't forgotten them. Okay, coming good. Oh, sure. we got snacks? We got oh, snacks. Oh, yeah. I brought snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't wait. Mm-hmm. The okay. snacks are the best part. Kath, John, you do not like Kath's snacks. They They're are horrible. awesome. They're what awesome. am I going to... Those I'm, apples? Can you imagine? I'm going to be on an island when you leave. I'm so sorry. I'm going to I'm going to have my snacks. I'm going to have nobody who's going to say that is a great snack because every darn day, John is going to say... Who, who's bringing in the watermelon jerky? What the heck is that all about? That was or a low point. apple rind. No, those apples. No, those apples are good. They are where it's, it's at. Horrible. I'm telling really, you. Really, really horrible stuff. Really all right. Uh, the one streaming show you think John should watch. You, Kath, you know what I'm going to say. I'm actually not sure what you're going to say because I think there are there are several. Oh yeah, I, I think I do. All right, so there's two. Yeah. You have to watch the second season of the morning show. Okay, you really right, do. Right, yeah, it's what's so season good. one? But right. you have to watch only murders in the building. He will. There's no possible way he could not love that. It's right. so good. It's. Because come on. And it's him. Yes. Right. Don't you think? Yes. Like, there's so many John Hall things about it. Yeah. You just have to watch it. All right. Maybe someday. No, I'll, not I'll someday. Up. Like, I'm going to keep on you. Like, you're not, you guys aren't getting rid of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are going to get insistent texts about only murders in the building. All right. All right. It's going to be like point. a Christy Poltergeist type of thing. <laughs> it's just going to show up. Okay. Last question. The hardest you laughed on a show? I have this narrowed down and I, I can't choose. <laughs> So, <laughs> last week when I lost my retainer. Yeah, that was that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> like I was absolutely in here crying, and Mike, the other producer, <laughs> was just watching me and was like, "What? Are, what are you laughing about?" So last week we had frozen Milky Way bars uh, that John brought. We ate live on air, and they were good. I mean, I, <laughs> they were great. But listen, that is a way way harder task than I remembered. What eating the frozen Milky Way? Yes, bar. yeah, that's a f- like full body experience. You were, being, you were being very delicate about it. Kath, I was trying. We're on video. You're covering. Kath is covering oh, was herself. She? Yeah, I, and John, you were just straight <laughs> up gnawing <laughs> at that thing. Because you know what? I, I I don't. We're streaming. I don't think about it. I don't pay any attention to it. It's like it's something way in the back. I I just I could care less about it. So you get to see what goes on here for better or worse right and let me also say mm-hmm. that i'm trying to be uh discreet and have some kind of manners john's gnawing at the thing <laughs> and five seconds later christy blows out her retainer yeah that was good that was one uh-huh. 
And the second one that I just, I'm not sure is the Does This Make Sense Holy Water Edition? <laughs> because I had, I went and rewatched it last night. What <laughs> happened there? You, it was uh, a Does This Make Sense? She was afraid. And yeah, you asked, Does Holy Water Make Sense? And Kath, it's like a clip on our YouTube page. I, I, you have to watch it. You the word Pittsburgh. Kathy is like struggling. She is making faces. And I knew I was just in here laughing because she's struggling to she's answer. Organized. She didn't know what to do. How are you supposed to answer that? And that's exactly that what she asked. Does it make sense? I just wanted to know. Oh, my gosh. Very good. That's not a bad exit interview for Christy Stockdale. No, excellent job, Christy. Very, very good indeed. Thank you. You will be missed. Yeah. I will miss Truly you guys. Will be. All right. It's absolutely tragic. So we need to take a break. Yep. We need to go get some snacks. All right. And uh, we'll be right back. Very good. Right home. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799, and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, text Ron to 99799. It was 2018 when Molotov cocktails crashed through the windows of a church in Kyrgyzstan, charring most everything inside. But on top of the still smoldering altar the next day, there remained an open Bible, completely unscathed. Perhaps it was open to the words of 2 Corinthians 4, We are pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Join me in praying for the safe delivery of Bibles in hostile and restricted nations. Just $6 sends a Bible to a persecuted believer. Call 800-279-1969. That's 800-279-1969. Or click on the Voice of the Martyrs banner at wordfm.com. Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. 
The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. The free AutoZone FitzFinder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We have farewell snacks. We have farewell snacks. Christy, open up the bag there. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Christy's last oh, show is coming this, in here. Is this fake? Yeah, oh, fa- oh, my gosh. No, it's not fake. No, it's not fake. It's like four cheesecakes. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Very nice. Four varieties, my friend. You guys are the best. Excellent mm-hmm. cheesecake. So there's two different. There's one Oreo cheesecake for you, Christy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one uh, 30th anniversary chocolate cake cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a uh, a plain with cherries, which I know you enjoy. Yes. And there's a raspberry. That's nice. You guys huh? are the best. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, Christy's taking one day off before she starts her new job on Monday. And so we'll be eating cheesecake all day long. Yeah, I mean, you could share that with friends or just have this be a memorable no, night yourself. You, you need to close ranks. There, <laughs> I think Christy. you do. I yeah, think it's probably a good This is all for me. That's yeah, what it is. that's yeah. pretty amazing. Very nice. We got your flowers as well. Yes, that's I right. see those. Thank you guys. Our Christy, pleasure. we love you. You we did an absolutely terrific mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely Sorry, terrific job. Okay, so as we said at the we top of the show. We hope that we're the godparents of your children. You will be. You will be. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, she says. Yeah, Very okay. soon. Uh, so today we started the show with the, uh, today's banana split day. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that I feel, I mean, I love the chocolate banana combo. I think that's absolutely delicious but, but pineapple, when, cherry? when you add the pineapple and the strawberries on there Sorry. that is way you're you're polluting nope. the purity of nope. what started out great what you do is you know you can sample all three right or you can wait until the very end and then swirl them all now, together what, see now that's, that's fabulous you know what that tastes like heaven fruitcake no it's, yeah it's a mess it's, i think it's like a lost art you don't hear a lot about the banana split anymore do you no. You really don't. It's kind of well, like a wayward every, but, sort of thing. But every, you know, Tasty Freeze or Brewster's or Yeah, but ever, like when we there, were there's kids. There's always a banana, a, a banana split option. Well, the banana split was kind of like the top tier, I believe. It used to be like well, the, the ultimate. Bi- it's the biggest. Yeah. Now, because there's so much available, right? There's so many different varieties of ice cream and, you know, Rita's and you name it. The banana split has just sort of like been pushed to the okay, side. Let me bring something up. I, I mentioned it one time on the air, but I feel like this is perhaps my moment to really emphasize how delicious banana split ice cream is. Now, have you ever seen this? Yeah, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to. That just sounds gross. That sounds really gross. Like cookie dough ice cream. Oh, no. Ugh. Cookie dough ice cream is the best. First of all, mm. cookie dough ice cream is delicious. Horrible. Second of all, you just said how you like to mi- I do, but it's one thing like- Okay, you know, so this is what it is. It's like Neapolitan. Yeah, that's not good. Neapolitan to me Except- is like always cheating. Except it's chocolate, strawberry, and banana ice cream. Uh, no. Bana- Have you ever had banana ice cream? Yeah, probably. 
but the, but you don't you you say yeah but you don't you don't remember because it is a low bar. No, Christy, I, I've never I don't think I've ever had banana ice it's cream. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, it's delicious. Yeah, I highly recommend banana split ice cream. I like that much better than a banana split. One of these days, I believe one of these days, what we should do is do a banana split party here in studio and make our own banana splits. Can I be invited to that? Yes, yeah, you can, you be, can be invited to that. Okay. Well, you'd have a lot more fun because you wouldn't have to run everything in the control room. That's very exactly. true. You would just sit here. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, that's, just, uh, that's it for today for us. It is. We're about to leave it is. Here. So you can take your pineapple sauce and your mm-hmm. strawberry sauce and your chocolate sauce. Very happy to have it. And go off and have a terrific evening. All right. And for everyone else, uh, the podcast is up and running, the aforementioned. And of course, you can see what we, we, all this frivolity. Past episodes of us right yeah. yeah you can always look on youtube at the word pittsburgh mm-hmm. check out any of our uh silly segments right. and there's some serious ones there right. as well christy, christy uh, we love you 15 love seconds you famous last words you want to say it's yours to take out thank you pittsburgh you guys have been great and you john and kathy have welcomed me with open arms and i love you guys and love i will you. miss you mm-hmm. love you too that's why i text you all the time great Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. We are living in a vortex of moral change. The Dobbs decision handed down at the end of June by the Supreme Court was a game changer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.